Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with the guys that create the land and law in land law. That is Lance Curtis and Lawson Wayne. They have a single and really great video out called Hillbilly Legal. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. So welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly, I appreciate you having us, man. You guys have this great, I, I guess, spirit that you must have developed there in the Ozarks, in Arkansas. Uh, what was it like growing up for you guys? Ah, uh, man, we, uh, you know, we we grew up from a year old. I was playing music. Uh, my grandpa, he had a band, and I grew up playing with him. Uh, we grew up, you know, normal kids who loved sports we loved to hunt we loved to fish um you know just we really enjoyed being outdoors and just loved the nature and uh you know seeing all the great things that god left for us so are you two brothers yes sir we are brothers yes sir so here's what i'm thinking so lance curtis is like curtis your last name and for Lawson, is Wayne your middle name? Uh, so Curtis is actually my middle name, and Lawson is uh, Wayne is Lawson's middle name. And so we we kind of took on our middle names for performing because our last name is Carn, and it is like Gaelic and Irish and all that good stuff. So it's spelled C A U. G-H-R-O-N, and trying to tell people to go find us on stage by pronouncing our last name got tough, so we started going by our middle names just to make it easier on everyone. See, Lawson, your middle name stood out because that's my middle name, too. Oh, is it? (laughs) It is. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, my dad was Wayne, and then me and my brother had have the middle name Wayne, just like our dad. Uh, my dad has the middle name Wayne, and his dad had it too. So, And actually, his dad's first name was Curtis. So it was Curtis Wayne. Curtis Wayne. And if you want to hear a really odd little trivia, I read somewhere that uh, for serial killers, the most common middle names are Lee and Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, uh-oh, oh, I, I hope I'm not part of that. Yeah. I thought, what a statistic. What am I going to do with that? But hey, yeah. but uh, I love that you also took your names and created Lan Law. It's a kind of a bold name. It says, you know, you guys are laying down the law. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it. We. I don't know if we planned it like that. It just kind of worked out like that. And, uh, you know, it's been, been really cool experience you know playing shows to be like you're now in land law country you know and so it's it's been a lot of fun well you know you're up there front and center with you know proud of your heritage you know they're hillbilly strong uh you know what's that like it seems like you have a real strong connection with your fans because you know you're not always represented out there in the media you know out there in the rural parts of arkansas Right. Um, I mean, it's been, you know, our fans have been really good to us and uh, we've uh, we've got to represent our state pretty well, I think. And um, 
you know, not only just our state, we've, uh, you know, Nashville is basically home to us now. Uh, Texas is home to us. And I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. We've got to, you know, reach a broad area of people through our music. And it's been a, been a huge blessing for sure. Well, I like the video to Hillbilly Legal. It's, it's great. You guys really get to perform and, uh, you know, show off this, this area. And there's just kind of like this ambiance to it. Was that all shot at your home or like, did that really pick up, you know, your Arkansas? Well, that, uh, that's funny. We actually shot that video ourselves. Our mom and dad, they recorded that on their phone and really the whole video we recorded it they edited it and then the whole thing cost us about 40 dollars in gas and that was just because we had to go down to harrisburg arkansas our my dad's grandpa he owned a place down there that is now being kept up by our uncle ricky which Uncle Ricky's the guy in the video with the shotgun and everything. And it was at our dad's grandpa's place, his farm down in Harrisburg, Arkansas. Wow, that that is incredible. And it looks great. These these new phones really take great video. They do. Yeah, we were we were really pleased with it. We thought, you know, we're gonna go in here, we're you know, we've we've been trying to get a video done for a while now, and we've talked to several video uh, video people in Nashville, and it it was all coming out to be like five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars for one scene and two outfit changes, and we were like, you know, we got so much that we have to cover as far as. Um, money-wise in the music industry with producing with um photography with pr and promotion and all that you know we're gonna we're gonna try to shoot this ourselves see just what happens and if it turns out good we'll put it out there if not then hey then the only thing wasted is our time you know and so i mean both uh, both of our parents have had backgrounds in modeling and then dad he also did a lot of acting and different stuff like that in theater so he's like you know i can i can put the story together he sat down listened to the song put the whole scene like scenes together in his head and then brought it really brought it to life out there so yeah and it, well, i think great. it turned out great too because i mean the the video is very authentic you know i mean it's it's your average everyday loving life and enjoying the country you know since you're you know especially your dad you know having been an actor what advice you know do your parents give you about show business oh they uh you know they've they've been very supportive for us they've the best advice they gave us is just go out there and be yourself and have fun you know don't worry about putting on a show be yourself and stick true stay true to who you are and you know that that's all that matters at the end of the day see now i'm trying to guess what your dad acted in that i've seen like i'm just imagining <laughs> your your dad is 
Like John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> no, he uh, he never. He grew up pretty like pretty poor and just from, came from a family of poverty, so they never really were able to get out there. He was good. He was wanted. He went to this competition in Dallas. They wanted him, but they just. They told him that he had a, he was young and they told him he had to get braces and they just couldn't afford it. So they went home and uh, he he did some more acting, but it was more so like Branson, Missouri. They got a shepherd on the hills or shepherd in the hills and stuff like that. It was more of your local fun acting shows and theaters, stuff like that. So He did this martial art movie one time, but... Uh... Yeah. That's as cool. As big things like he he was never able to have that opportunity, and so I think that's been one of the biggest reasons he's been so supportive with us and our music is because um, you know he's getting to see them opportunities that he never had come to us, and so I think that's a huge thing as far as why he you know helps us as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of support around you. We do, we do, and we've we've been very blessed to have really good parents. And you know, people always say all the time in Nashville, they're like, "Why are you still bringing your parents around? You're 21, you're 18. Um, why are you still bringing your parents?" And you know, we're a, we're a team. Uh, we couldn't do the things we do without them. I mean, it's not really just parents anymore at this point they're managing they're booking they're of course videoing shooting our videos i mean they're part of the team it ain't no different than anyone else who's got to have have a team with them everybody's got to have someone so so they're they're basically your colonel parker exactly yes sir (laughs) by the way i just have to know what is the name of the martial arts movie your dad was in? Oh, shoot. I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't couldn't think he's ever you. told us. <laughs> um, it, it's, well, very, it, it's a very low, uh, low budget, budget film and stuff. But he, he was in it for like maybe maybe two minutes for a tournament scene, you know. But um, oh, cool. that's all I could tell you. Well, sometime soon you need to sit down with him and watch it again. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what else do you guys like to do? It sounds like, you know, the lyrics of the song describe a lot about your lives. Uh, yes, sir. So um, Lawson and I, we grew up hunting and fishing. Um, there's a fishing scene in the video. Uh, we we love to hunt fish. We love to travel. We love to, uh, you know, just spend time with the family and um, have cookouts and things like that. It's just been, uh, we, we like the little things of life, you know. Well, you know, it seems like hillbillies get a bad rap and that people are <laughs> always, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. I think, you know, you remember that show Honey Boo Boo? And I think, uh-huh. you know, people just like to stereotype people from, you know, certain parts of the country. What 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 misconceptions would you like to change in people's minds? 
Well, I mean, uh, I would never consider hardly anybody hillbillies, you know. I mean, there's there's people that like the country, but, you know, as far as as far as Arkansas, I mean, uh, you know, we uh, we've got big cities and everything. We got lots of things to do here. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that we get to represent Arkansas in this way, but um, we have heard a lot that people think that we're actually hillbillies. I mean, we do, we do a lot of country stuff, but we, I, I wouldn't say we're hillbillies, you know, the Lord's blessed us very well and being able to survive and uh, have a good living and stuff doing what we do. So, um you know, right. So of, even so, even the words, people like like hillbilly, because you use it in the song, but what exactly does that mean? And is that you know a word we should use? Is it derogatory at all? I mean, what does hillbilly mean to you? Well, I would say I would say hillbilly legal is basically everyone who is, you know. Just got number that. one, putting God first. Number two, um, just doing doing things that make them happy. Number three, standing up for what's right. You know, just I would say it's your basically your last group of people who's really not around anymore, and so it's a uh, it's your people that just wanna stay true to the root and you know do things how they were always raised to do it mm-hmm. just people who are born into maybe a more rural lifestyle right right yes sir and it's funny a lot of people from the big cities now all want to move out to the country <laughs> yeah. we lost and now we we work construction and uh we were actually working on a guy's house this morning where he, he lived out in the big cities and he moved out to the country and stuff. And, um, you know, we see that a lot, lot more these days. Well, I know I was reading some of your information and, you know, you're talking also about the word redneck, you know, and it seems like that gets a bad rap too. And right. it just seems like that means different thing to other people. To me, it just always meant because you're out working outside all day, so that little space above your collar gets kind of red from the sun. You right. know, to me, it always meant more of sort of a working person working hard outdoors. Right, and that's the way I've always seen it, too. Um, redneck basically means to us, like, your blue-collar or men and women. The guys that are out there working hard and you know, making an honest living. And it seems like in the media or on TV, you don't see people honoring that as much. You know, the common working man, they're not held up as much as other people, it seems. Right, and that's another reason we wanted to put this song out there. You know, we knew we would catch some controversy over it, and, uh, you know, we just wanted to put it out there and, you know, remind people that, you know, we're no different than them, and we... We've got our rights and our morals and stuff we live by, and uh, you know that's that's just who we are. So, is that part of what hillbilly legal means? I would say so, yes, sir. So, what what 
was the inspiration for the song? Uh, so I, I actually, um, I actually had a friend, uh, a guy named Shane Grove, and he writes a lot for David Allen Cole and Tanya Tucker and some several several other artists as well. And so he sent me a message one day, and one of his friends named Rita Wells, uh, she. She had some ideas down already for a song that she was working on called Hillbilly Legal. And so uh, he said, he said, hey, man, this uh, lady, she's a friend of mine. She has a song idea that she wants us to work on. And so um, he said, I was thinking about who to ask to work on it with. And I, I decided to ask you, so would you be be interested? I said, sure, man. So. He sent me the lyrics. Um, we were reading over these lyrics, you know, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, I would say like a lot of the outline ideas were in there and me and Shane sat down. Uh, I put the music to it and we um, we basically took her ideas, built on it, rewrote some stuff and just uh, basically changed the whole entire song up. Now, it it turned out really good, I thought. But Rita's the one that came up with the idea. We just kind of built on it, and it got us to where we're at now with it. And you guys are still so young, but it seems like you're making a really big impact already. You know, why do you think that is? You know, I've I've always uh, classified our success through the good Lord, and so. Um, we, we are God fearing Christians. We put all of our trust in God. We started at a really early age playing music. I mean, I was on stage at a year old and, you know, all the experience that we've gotten throughout the years, all the people that we've got to meet, all the people we've got to work with and, um, you know, God, he's been blessing us since day one and we couldn't be more appreciative of it you know and um we definitely don't deserve it but um he's been he's been really good to us and so that's where i would say all the success is coming from um you know we we have probably 20 percent luck and 100 percent god you know well you caught the attention of a very prominent producer kent wells how did that come about uh, so we, yeah, go ahead. We'll see. There's a lady in our town, our hometown, that we've kind of grown up and became friends with, just seeing her around and knew she was in music and everything. Well, whenever we started branching out a little bit more, playing more shows as the two of us, everything, she ended up, she was already working with him and singing some with Dolly and recording with him. Well, she t ended up telling him about us and wanting him to go look us up. He went and looked us up, and we were in Nashville one day sitting down at Chili's and get a phone call and say, said, hey, this is Kent Wells, and I'm at Skyway Studios, and I, I want to have a meeting with y'all. <laughs> so he went and looked us up, and 
ended up finding our phone number and called us out. We went and sat down and had a meeting with him. We had a meeting with him, and, you know, we uh, we were very grateful for the opportunity, and we got to work with Kent for two years, and uh, we, we recorded 12 songs together. A lot of them songs are out. Um, we have some that's not out. We haven't released them yet, but um, we have some songs that we recorded with Kent that's out that's doing really well. Um, there's one of them that is just a little shy of 100,000 streams on Spotify. I think it's sitting at like 85,000 right now, something like that. And so uh, it was a great great opportunity you know it opened a lot of doors for us we were able to go out and tour got to play the jacksonville jaguar stadium um kent actually uh booked us to play the ryman auditorium with reba mcintyre lady a rascal flats lee greenwood and a couple others and two weeks after we signed the contract for that covid hit and it shut down the entire show so we never got to do that but you know we uh we were still very grateful for the opportunity to have the chance to do that to do that you know so when everything was shut down how did you use that time to regroup and get ready for you know the next phase right so um Lawson and I, we took to writing songs like crazy. We were we were writing songs left and right with each other, with different co-writes. Uh, we were able to get in the studio and start recording. That's where that's when we recorded "Hillbilly Legal" and "Back in Town," um, and we were able to, you know, basically just really get a game plan on what we needed to do coming out of COVID and how we how we needed to start hitting the shows and everything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading in more of your bio and uh, tell me tell me if I'm getting this right. So when you you know first started playing, did you uh, play with your grandpa Gage and your uncle Shannon? I did. I did. Um, I played with them until 2017, and my grandpa, he passed away that year, and when he passed away, it was a family band, you know, so the band broke up, because it just wasn't the same without him, and uh, so the band broke up, and, um, you know, I didn't want to quit, it was in my blood, I would, from a year old, that's all I knew, and I knew I wanted to pursue music, I knew that I just had the love for it, and um, so that very following week um, after the funeral, I went to American Idol tryout in Alabama, and we were like the first 10 in line, um, so they weren't accepting nobody, you know, I think they were waiting toward towards more middle to end people uh, but you know we didn't go through I, I said it was all right um, no sweat off our shoulder we'll just keep keep moving forward and uh, keep going to the next thing you know and so we left the audition and went to Nashville because we were only two hours away from Nashville we'd never been before but really wanted to go and so uh, I had one friend there that dad 
grew up, um, he played football with him. And so we called him, his name's Brent Baxter. He wrote Monday Morning Church for Alan Jackson. And he's wrote some other songs for Alan and some other people. But we called him and said, Brent, it's our first time in Nashville. Uh, we don't know anybody here, don't know what to do. Uh, can you give us any advice? And so he told us about NSAI, Nashville Songwriter Association. And uh, we went there, got a 30-minute meeting with the executive director, Bart, uh, Bart Herbison. And that 30-minute meeting turned into three hours. And so um, Bart, he was, he was very nice to us. Uh, very supportive, helped us out along the way. And um, fast forward a couple of years, we started every other three, four months of going to Nashville, turned into every month. Every month turned into every two weeks. Every two weeks turned into basically every week. And so uh, we're down there just about every week now. Um, We've been going for six years. It's it's home to us. We've got a lot of opportunities over there throughout the years. We've had uh, a lot of friends come out of the music industry over there, you know, and we've been been very blessed um, to get. Mm-hmm. To do do you find them. well? Do you find when you go to Nashville, the bar is really high, so it it brings out your best. Absolutely. And I mean, there for a while when we were going to Nashville, when we first started going, uh, we were getting in like all these open mics and stuff like that. And we were like, man, this is a, the, the music here. I mean, it's, it's, it's good, but I, I mean, I don't really get the, I guess hop about it because you know we were we were kind of in there the lowest circle you could be in and we were introduced into a new circle with hit writers and everything like that and it really made us want to step up our game and start writing more commercial and everything and uh you know it it definitely helped and just being there in general you never know who's in the crowd so you just want to always bring your best and, um, you know, do the best you can. And that's that's all you do. But it's definitely well, do, made do, a step up our game. Yeah. Well, do you guys like networking? Uh, I love it. I love it. I've actually been told I network too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all the time it's hard getting out. But, uh, yeah, it's something that's necessary and something that – it's i mean it's fun it's great doing it meeting new people talking and just i mean helping each other out really the way i always uh way i always tell it it's like a big spider web um you know that you never know who you're going to talk to but they'll always lead you to other connections and other uh, places to network and it all just comes back to the center there and um you know no matter who you talk to we all know everybody there i mean it's basically how nashville is it's a it's a big small town now did you also work with jamie tate 
Yeah, so um, we actually, we had a meeting with Jamie Tate, and Jamie was highly interested in working with us. We never got the opportunity to go into the studio and record, though, um, but uh, we, we are actually talking about um, trying to get back into the studio with him. He's been a, been a great guy and stuff, and he's got, he's gotten to um, have a lot of success for him, you know. He's done some stuff for Justin Moore, Thomas Rhett, Alan Jackson. I mean, he's, he's killing it right now in the industry, but Lawson and I, we actually have been talking uh, to Bart Butler lately, who is John Party's producer, and mm-hmm. um, We've got to talk to him. We're supposed to be getting the studio with him within the next couple months or so. Um, but he's a uh, he's been a great guy as well. Nice. Do you find sometimes you keep people on the back burner? The time isn't just right today, but maybe a year from now, the time will be right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and especially in the music industry, um, you know, if you're looking for a particular sound on one song uh, and the producer that you're wanting to go with does great work, but doesn't necessarily give that sound, you know, you just you work with everyone and you don't burn bridges because you never know when you're going to need to work with that person again and so um you know i uh i highly feel like you know the timing has to be right timing is everything i just wonder for you guys who in nashville right now comes closest to the sound you want to have i would say like Blake Shelton, uh, John Party, Cody Johnson, um, even a little bit of Brantley Gilbert. Um, we like the we like the outlaw type country, the rugged, more traditional sound, the kind of little rebel, little honky tonk. Yeah. Yes, sir. Are, are you Hank Williams Jr. fans? We are, we are, and we get a lot of requests for Hank Williams Jr. at our shows that we play. Yeah, and boy, some of that's like 40 years ago. I can't believe that stuff, it it just seems like yesterday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, time flies. Time flies, well, and especially for me, I'm older than you, but hey, I'm impressed that at your ages that you know all these people. Yeah, like I said, we've been we've been very blessed, you know, and we still got a lot long ways to go. We got a lot of growing to do as artists, but you know, I think like we were talking earlier, timing is everything, and you know, right now is the time. Um, we just now started really honing in on our craft and tightening up. And um, if you've seen us six years ago, you've been like. It it been like a whole different experience than what it is now, and so, you know. Well, six years ago, six years ago, you guys were just kids. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, who's the youngest of the two of you? I am. 
Lawson. Lawson. So six years ago, you would have been 12. Yes, sir. <laughs> so were you drumming at 12? Uh, I think I started uh, 13, probably. Okay. Started to. I, actually, I was, I was always big, real big into sports. I was really good at it. Baseball, basketball, I mean, it didn't matter. I was pretty good at it. And uh, that's always what I wanted to do. Well, I just started going a little bit, traveling a little bit, seeing what all the music scene was. And basically what had happened was mom and dad got me a cajon, the drum box, for Christmas one year. And after they seen me tapping on the doors of the cars, the leg, the tables at the restaurant, and they just thought I was just tapping. They always yelling me to stop. But I was actually like, I could, I could hear the beat. I was drumming along to it. See, and that's what a, what a great solution. Buy you a drum set. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I like that. So now be honest with me, Lawson. Lance is just a couple years older, but does he still boss you around? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like to play the the bigger card in that aspect. Uh, I took a little more after our dad. I'm 6'6", six, six, so I uh, grew a little bit more. But Yeah, oh, they always my. told me he was going to be bigger, and you know I fought it as much as I could till I woke up one day and he was bigger. <laughs> so it kind of balances out the age thing now. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean... Neither one of us look our ages, but I mean, he uh, he definitely don't look his age. You got a six six guy that weighs a little over two hundred that is all muscle, and I mean, he he don't look eighteen for sure. Well, you see, you you guys have such a jump start because you're still so young, you know, can, you know, relative to other people in the industry. So it just means that you got a huge jump start on everyone right now. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, before we wrap up, uh, I just want you to remind people again where to find you, you know, listen to more of your music, you know, your website, your social media. Where should people go? Absolutely. So we're on um, we're on all socials. Um, we're on Instagram, Landlaw Music, Facebook, Landlaw Music, Twitter, Landlaw Music, um, and you can find us on TikTok at Landlaw Music. Um, we're on YouTube, Landlaw is our page, and uh, you can find the new Hillbilly music video there, um, Hillbilly legal music video. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. We're also on Spotify and iTunes and all major streaming at Land Law. We have two singles out right now. Hillbilly Legal is our latest, but we have one called Back in Town that just released not too long ago. And um, our website is www.landlawmusic.com. You can find us there. That has all of our socials on it and uh, has our booking uh, information about it on there it has our um it has our show dates on there it has our merchandise you can find everything that you need to know on our website at www.landlawmusic.com 
Excellent. And I'm on your website right now looking at your logo. And it's got this big, cool skull. But in the skull, it's got the LL and the circle. Is that like your official cattle brand? <laughs> so we actually we don't own cattle. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we wanted something cool for the logo that was going to be um, able to stand out and be rememberable you know and so mom she designed the logo she did a great job with it uh, we've got it on t-shirts hats we got decals for cars and stuff um, yeah that's <coughs> nice and if you ever do a start a cattle ranch you need to use that as your brand absolutely absolutely <laughs> yes sir now for those who didn't grow up uh raising cattle Remind them that the cow with the horns, what you call that. Um, uh, Longhorn, I'm not sure. We didn't grow up raising cattle. <laughs> it does kind of look like a Texas longhorn skull. Okay, I like that. Let's just call it a longhorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give... All you uh, cattle farmers out there, we apologize. We, we ain't... We've grown up around cows, but we ain't ever raised them, so. I'm thinking, it, it, would you call it a steer? I would I would say so. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Okay. Although, I think this is the steer the one that's been neutered? Uh-oh. It, it may be. Uh, I'm not sure. You testing our <laughs> hillbilly cred now. <laughs> okay. Or maybe we should just call it a heifer. <laughs> I, have seen, I have seen female cows of horns, so okay. we, we could call it a heifer. <laughs> there we go. Or how about just a bull? I think it's a bull, a bull skull. <laughs> well, by the way, have you guys ever uh, gone to a rodeo and seen any uh, bull riding? We have. Uh, played a couple. Yeah, we've got to play a couple rodeos, and so. And just went out to a couple. Yeah, See, I think you guys, you guys would be great playing at at a rodeo or or like a, a state fair or something like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If we, if you know anybody that's booking around where you're at for that, um, be sure to pass our info. Well, on. well, hey, we got a big one. The uh, Wa uh, Washington State Fair. It's the Puyallup Fair, and we get a lot of good country acts who come through for that. Yes, sir. We would love to be there sometime. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, I want to give you guys the final word here. I'll start with Lance and then Lawson. But, you know, you guys you guys have this message, you know, you're a family band. You've got your whole family involved in your production, your management, your music video. Um, just, you know, I want you to say what are what are the the good parts of doing all this with your family? For sure, um, you know, I would have to say it's getting to travel with the family, getting to be together with the family. Um, I mean, we, we've we missed out on a lot of, you know, normal opportunities as kids as far as friends and everything like that, but um, doing music, but it was... It was it was fine because I mean we were still having a good time getting to travel with the family, getting to 
do really cool stuff and you know and mom and dad's front the bill so you know that that helps out a lot too <laughs> here here it's it's always great when uh you get a, a little extra financial support yes sir i mean they're they're our biggest investors for sure you know and so uh we're we're very blessed to have them excellent and for you lawson well i would just say i mean he pretty much covered a lot of it just traveling with them and it's what our family does. I mean, a lot of people, they may take a trip every summer or whatever, but that's just what we do as our family. That's our time. We don't go out on the weekends, me and Lance partying or whatever. We work on our music. We're traveling, play shows. I mean, it's just what we do. It's our family time, so. Excellent. Well, I want everyone to remember you've been listening to Lance Curtis, Lawson, Wayne, together they make up Land Law. Current single is Hillbilly Legal. Hopefully they'll be coming to a live stage in your town soon. Otherwise, I, I can only imagine, you know, family and friends in Arkansas must be so proud of you. I think it's just such so great you're able to do this with your parents. And above all, uh, I want to find out that kung fu movie your dad was in. Oh, yeah. I'll have to send that to you. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you guys take care, and I hope I get to talk to you again. Well, Kelly, thank you for having us, man, and we appreciate it. And uh, everyone, be sure to go follow us on the socials and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And uh, let's, let's take this thing bigger and uh, more and more every day. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.